Hi. It's Em. Uh, tonight, I want to talk about, um, I told you a few nights ago that I have been given a sword for 2020. Um, I talked about attending the church service, into the basket to the bottom, and pulling out my second word for 2020. My first word, in case you haven't been listening, is try. Um, so tonight, I thought I would give just as much time to the word, to my second word of 2020 than I've given, as I've given, sorry, to my first word, try. So my second word for 2020 is excitement. And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight. So, to follow in the same vein as my previous um, podcast on my word try, I want to give you the definition. Uh, so, the word is excent. And it means something that excites or rouses. The action of exciting the state of being excited. And that didn't help a whole lot, now did it? <laughs> so then I'm going to dig a little further and find out what the word excite is. And so as I do that, it's a verb, of course, and it means to call to activity, to rouse to an emotional response, to arouse something such as a strong emotional response by appropriate stimuli, to energize, to produce a magnetic field in, to increase the activity of, to raise to a higher energy level. Now that is an interesting, interesting set of definitions. So excitement, the act of being excited or something that excites, meaning something that calls you into activity, uh, the state of being called into activity, uh, the state of uh, arousal by appropriate stimuli, the state of being energized, um, increase the activity of, to stimulate, or to rate the state of being raised to a higher energy level. Hmm. And while that gives me kind of a more concrete understanding of the word, I still am left with dissatisfaction. So I thought, well, let's look at synonyms for this word to try to understand it. And this is where things got interesting. Let me, let me read to you words that are related to excitement, encouragement, galvanization, spur, stimulus, incentive, and goad, G-O-A-D, goad. Now, why did this word stand out to me? This word stands out to me because it was just last Sunday that this word was used in church. There's a Bible verse 
related to the Apostle Paul, who is uh, one of the great apostles, the one that people quote most, look up to most. And it's when he is converted by Christ, um, when he is struck blind while he is on the road. And Christ says to him, How long will you kick against the pricks? Kick against the goads? So Paul was resisting. He was resisting that which spurred him into action. A goad um, is something that urges or stimulates into action. It is something that pains as if by pricking like a thorn. And in the biblical sense, it is a pr pointed rod used to urge on an animal. So here we see that Paul is asked by Christ, How long are you going to kick against the goads? How long are you going to fight against that pointed rod that is urging you on? How long are you going to resist being urged or stimulated into action. And that's where it just got interesting. Um, you know from recordings that I am frustrated anxious and have some some dread concerning uh, things that I believe are coming soon I talked about the two paths of the two directions that God is working simultaneously maybe directions is not the word two situations yeah that's a better way to put it um, they're running parallel to each other I don't believe they intersect, but maybe they do. Um, but God is actively working in both areas and is actively asking me to just try and to have excitement. And yet I don't. I... Why don't I? I've explained because... I have realized my complete and utter lack of control in these situations. They're both out of my hands. Completely. I have tried to control both. And it just causes frustration. It's, uh, it's futility. It has gotten me nowhere. My actions to try to control these two areas. And so, as of late, I've decided um, to stop kicking against the goads, 
to stop resisting being spurred into action. Even though I didn't realize that's what I was doing. I say as of late, meaning uh, late last night into today. And I'm sure this is something I'll have to resolve to do again and again. Because we who feel safe when we control don't go down without a fight. <laughs> um, and so instead of trying to control, I've loosened my grip and instead am attempting to understand parts of these two situations or paths that I don't currently understand. And I'm seeking to do that through the gathering of knowledge, through gaining understanding, um, through study, and through honest, open conversation. Conversation upon conversation upon conversation. Until I somehow understand I'm not there yet. So this word excitement. It's interesting that the word excite references magnetic fields. <laughs> mm. While at the same time, the word excite is related to the word goad. And I'm sure, well, I'm pretty sure, I may be the only one that sees the connection there. Hmm. How to explain? Have you ever played with magnets? I, I love magnets. I, I have since I was a child. Like, I would sit and play with them for hours. I'm fascinated by them. Um, and what's interesting to me, and what's most fun, um, is that I can use a magnet to pull and to push another magnet. I can use the force to draw another magnet closer or to push it away seemingly by magic. I can spur on another magnet into action. Do you see the connection? I can either pull or push by using another magnet and opposite poles or same poles depending on the action I desire. So in a way, if I have two magnets in my hand, one of those magnets can be a goad. It can pull, or it can push. And a goad, which is a pointed stick, used to convince an animal to go the direction you want them to go. Um, much like a goad, a magnet in my hand 
if I use same poles, will push another magnet away into whatever direction I ask through positioning the magnet in my hand. That magnet becomes a goad of sorts. I'm using it to direct the magnet that is outside of my hand to go the direction I want it to go. Much like Paul, I'm kicking against the goads, desperately, because the direction I'm being pushed, the directions I'm being pushed or encouraged to go, are places I never swore I'd go, or I swore I'd never go, sorry. Um, why? Why don't I want to go these two directions? I have an answer. I'm wrestling with whether or not I want to give you the answer. But, because I ha I intentionally want to be transparent and honest with you, I feel I must explain. The reason I don't want to go in either direction or in the direction of these two, whatever you want to call them, things, paths, situations, however you want to label them, um, is because the examples I've been given of both are built on faulty foundations. That's a good way to say it, I think. Um, because the examples I've been given of both have been twisted and marred so badly that I, I refuse to believe that they resemble in any way the intention of the original or the originals in either case. And I realize some of you are listening and probably thinking I'm talking in code, and in a way I am. Um, because I don't want to divulge too much information, um, and I'll explain that in a minute. But just hear my words. What I know of these two directions is nothing good. What I know of these two directions is death and destruction, control and manipulation, and lie upon lie upon lie. That's what these two things have been built upon. In the broad sense, not in my specific sense. And so I hesitate to go in either direction because I do not want to head into the direction of lies, of manipulation, or anything related to them. Yet I know, in the deepest parts of me, that 
lies, manipulation, control, and every other descriptor I can think of for the current state of these two directions or paths, I know that that was never the intent for either of these two directions, paths, situations. But intention is one thing and reality is another. And yet the one who intended is directing. The goad is being used. And I am being pushed, encouraged, prodded in directions that I hesitate to go. And so in a sense, it is creating an excitement in me, but not in the usual sense. My hope, though, is that at some point I can gain enough understanding that the excitement I have is not just mere activity, but rather an actual anticipation and a looking forward to what God has for my life. I'm hoping that's where I'll get. And maybe by the end of 2020 I'll be there. I can't say. All I can say is I'm trying. (laughs) Excitement. And yet, in all honesty, there is a part of me that there is a genuine, usual sense, excitement in me. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about it. I am conflicted. Which I think is possibly a normal state for me. And I'm going to venture a step further and say that for anyone who is trying to be a better version of themselves, trying to be who they were created to be, anyone who is actively and intentionally doing that must live in a constant state of conflict. To always be in a state of self-reflection and seeing the truth of who you are versus who you want and need to become. Not through changing yourself into a lie, but 
and instead through refining yourself into the purest form of the design through transformation through the renewing of a mind so I'm okay with conflict especially internal as long as conversations are available or maybe I should say I handle conflict better as long as conversations are available but when conversations are not available I struggle for understanding and I am a girl a woman a human being who must understand I don't just seek to do I seek to know of excitement I dare say that that word will take more work than my word try but I do still love the word and if I can just get on the right side of it right side of myself, if I can continue to loosen my grip, if I can gain understanding, it'll be a lot easier to be excited about trying. sitting here dissatisfied with this conversation so far. Why? Because I don't feel resolution. I must correct myself. feel the prodding. I'm dissatisfied because I am not being completely honest with you or myself. I said a couple of podcasts ago that there are things in life that I both want and don't want at the same time. That is not true. I am lying to myself and to you. 
the honest way to make that statement sounds like this. There are things in life that I want, but I'm terrified of. And so I feel the gut reaction, the need to run. The fight or flight response is strong and I want to take flight. But I think this time the necessary action isn't to run but to fight. To fight against my need for self-protection. To fight against my need for control. And to fight against my pride that doesn't want to admit weakness and need. Now there is some blunt honesty and I didn't intend to give you. And while I'm not happy that I had to give it to you, I suddenly feel better about this podcast because it was necessary for me to give that honesty both to you and to myself. There's a movie, and I realize I'm going long tonight. I'm... Stick with me. I'm not sure why yet, but stick with me. There's a movie just a few years ago. Um, the Great and Powerful Oz. It was based off of, well, it was a continuation of the explanation of a character from The Wizard of Oz. The wizard. And but in this movie, it's not the wizard I want to talk about. At least not tonight. Maybe tomorrow. Because the wizard is important. No, tonight I want to talk about another character that feels more like me tonight than anything else. See, in this movie, The Great and Powerful Oz, there is a group of people, beings who are made of fine china. And they're beautiful, and they're delicate, and they're refined. But they were brutally attacked and destroyed, except for one small girl. Everything and everyone she knew was gone. And she herself was left damaged. But she had been pieced back together. And all throughout the movie, you see her interacting, walking, 
carrying with her the cracks and scars, missing pieces, carrying with her the damage. And she is fully aware of her own frailty because she watched as the damage was done to her and to those she loved. She pieced herself back together so she knew every crack and every scar and every missing piece. She knew her own frailty. And at times during the movie, you see her run to the wizard for protection because she is afraid because she knows that she is easily breakable. And yet by the end of the movie, she grows brave enough to risk. Being broken again. I, like so many, if not all of us, feel at times like this girl made of China, who watched the damage being done and has pieced myself back together. But there are still cracks, and there are missing pieces that I may never get back. And at times, when it looks like I may get broken again, I run and I try to find somewhere safe. But hopefully, by the end of this year, maybe sooner, I will love enough to be able to risk being broken again without hesitation. Now that's something to be excited about. And all I have to do is try. And that's a podcast I can be happy with. Anyway, that's enough for tonight. This is M. Signing off for now. This broken China girl needs her rest. Because she has to face her scars when she opens her eyes in the morning. And she has to hide her missing pieces. And always be on the lookout things that might break her again. She needs her beauty sleep. Good night.